Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 221. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, as always, thank God it's as always again. She left me for a small bit, but she has returned week in and week out, and I hope she never leaves again. That woman is Alice Bell. Hello, Alice. Hello, Colm. How are you? I am all the better for seeing you. I'm going to save up all my holiday and just take every Tuesday off now. (laughs) I look forward to it. (laughs) Tuesday every week. (laughs) Well, if you go, at least I know I won't be here by myself, because I will have my trusty, what has become my right-hand man... (laughs) Mr. Rich Walker. Hello Hello, again. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. Uh, Good. I got a little bit of a fright when I saw Rosero Network's own Rich Walker coming in the door today. Soaking wet. Like a fucking drone rat, Rich. (laughs) I love it. Thank God. A bit of of rain. Yeah, lovely. It's been way too hot lately, so rain is good. They always say it's the breakdown (laughs) in communication, the weather, but I I find it fascinating, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's Isn't just it it, it, uh, it allows us to discuss or disgust mm. uh, most of the time. Yeah. Because fucking oh, like I know it's been warm, Rich, but come on, like really, like were you actually happy to be soaked to the skin? Yeah, absolutely. I hate the hot weather. It's awful. I wish it would do one. I am a hundred percent with Rich. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, <laughs> I remember coming in a few weeks ago and it had rained, and I was in. A, just a better mood than I'd been in yeah. for days because it wasn't so hot and it wasn't all dusty and baking. Yeah. It wasn't all horrible on the tube. And you had a go at me for being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. That's what we do on the internet, isn't it? There's no such thing as an opinion. It's a yeah, it wasn't the internet. True. This was real life. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I can't tell the difference anymore, <laughs> to be honest. You are wrong. to the news this week and starting us off we uh, we look to Crash Bandicoot and the Insane Trilogy because my god Alice Bell it has been a whirlwind two weeks haha ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the spinning exactly because again, I meant that I meant that pun uh, so Crash Bandicoot has topped the UK charts once again this week becoming the first PlayStation exclusive to do so since Uncharted 4 last year and Activision CEO Eric Hirschberg spoke to GamesIndustry.biz uh, speaking about the Insane Trilogy and the excellent sales that the game has gotten so far and said, quote, We are experimenting with Crash. We know that there's a vocal fan base that wanted that to come back, but you never know if, there's an em- if that is emblematic of a larger audience or just this niche nostalgia-based community. So far, we are seeing some real passion for it, so that could lead to other things. And my question to you... Lady and gentleman, mm. gentleman, yes, is uh, what other things could that lead to? What do you see? Because I, I looked through the Activision archives, yeah, and I, I, I was just kind of trying to find a couple of series mm-hmm. that they haven't released in quite a while. Okay, yeah. now I'm gonna leave out the obvious one for a second, okay, because I feel like we all know what the obvious one is. Cool, G. <laughs> <laughs> but is there any chance? that we could see a resurgence for Tony Hawk? Um, I'm going to say no. I feel like those games have kind of had their day, right? Well, I mean, did you play um, Tony Hawk's Pro... Was that was that five? Did that get an actual number? Oh, yeah, it did, yeah, Was that five. the one that was just 
fucked. Yeah, it was I mean, not good. It was shite, yeah. Yeah. But is there any like has the skateboarding genre I feel like it's I feel like it's over. Maybe maybe EA skate stuff. Mm. That might have a chance if they brought that back, but I think the Tony Hawks games, man, they've yeah, they're done. <laughs> you seen EA's uh, like their Instagram and stuff. Like there are loads of comments on anything they post that just say yeah. Skate Four, and then like <laughs> someone who worked at EA just tweeted Skate Four, and oh, everyone yeah. lost their mind, yeah. and they had to be like, "It was just a joke." <laughs> 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 it it worked. Well, you can't make jokes on the yeah. internet. Uh, here's one actually that I kind of forgot about: Deadpool. Yeah, that's it's really hard to get a copy of that. Mm. Is it really? Well, like a physical one, especially, huh? I didn't know that. Um, have have like, either of you played? No. I reviewed it originally when it came out the first time. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I it was thought fine. I thought it actually it's got a, a bit of a bad doing, to be honest. Solid 7 out of 10. Mm. It was, uh, it was pulled from a lot of digital stores as well for some reason, wasn't it? It was, and I can't remember but why. But I think it's back now, right? It's on sale or something somewhere. You're, 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 I will say okay, because I'm not <laughs> sure off the top of my sure. head. Well, sure. Activ- Activision re-released it, didn't they, uh, for Xbox One and PS4, mm. like as a rudimentary kind of remaster. I don't know if it even qualifies as a remaster, does it? What, a, just kind of just kind of going like, there's a Deadpool film coming out. Yeah, maybe I think we so. should have a Deadpool game out exactly. there. I would not be surprised if they were working on something or kicking the idea around. Not because of the success of Crash, though, but mm. because of the success of, of Mr. R. Reynolds. Yeah, well, I thought. Film. I thought you meant more crash games, possibly, you know? Well, hang, I, yeah, just jumping the gun, right? Because oh, okay, I wanna sorry. Know, <laughs> I want to know if Activision are going to bring back Prototype. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the, the studio is shut, isn't it? Shut down. They'd have to give it to someone new. They can give it to someone else, Rich. Yeah, I suppose. That's, that's no problem. I thought Prototype, Prototype 2 was all right. Yeah, it was it fine. It was silly. Yeah. And it was... Didn't last long. It, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was basically like the Incredible Hulk game. Or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, Ultimate Destruction or something? Something like that. Yeah, it rings a bell. Um, which, I, yeah, I find I, I find that strange. They've never... Mm. Kind of... We've never seen a new Incredible Hulk game again with the popularity of... Well, the Avengers... I mean, films. Activision in general not really leveraging those Marvel licenses at all, right? Because um, well, other than re-releases of games that have already been out, like Ultimate Alliance and stuff, I can't think of another Marvel League game they've done that's brand new lately. Can you? Wasn't there a Thor one? Oh, that was Sega, I think. Wasn't that was a big it? pile of poo? There was a Apparently. Captain America one. Yeah, that was Sega as well. as well. I think Sega had the Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor licenses, and they made some god awful games out of them. I am so confused with who owns what with yeah. regards to Marvel in like games Square. and on <laughs> it's film, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Square is a Square owned just like the film oh, versions. Man. I don't know. Maybe maybe these licenses are granted on a game by game basis rather than mm. the characters or something. And then Spider-Man was Sony, but then yeah. now there's a Spider-Man film, which is he yeah. is in the Marvel <laughs> yeah. universe, but it's also like Sony is in the, comes up front as well. It's best not to think about it. Probably, it's, yeah. yeah it's too Speaking confusing. of films, uh, no, I think, well, between 2006 and 2013, Activision owned the James Bond license. Yeah. And it's kind of, as far as I'm aware... It's not entirely confirmed whether they do still have it or not. Mm. Uh, but 
Like, did you ever play any of those 007 games? 007 uh, Legends or... No, I think the last one I played was Everything or Nothing on the PS2. Remember that? <laughs> that was fucking ages ago. And that was like an original Bond story yeah. just for, for the game, I, I think remember. the last one I played was Nightfire. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay. That's even longer ago. I yeah. Longer time. The remade double, uh, 007 gold thingy. Oh, yeah. Gold tried making gold That was really yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. I remember doing the boat mission over and over again when I was a kid. <laughs> don't know why that one. I just really remember that one. You like boats? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does anyone remember Blur? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah they're uh, all right the band. I think they're a bit. <laughs> he's off doing his own thing with gorillas now of course yeah. yeah 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 all that I think he's actually talking about after <laughs> the tour, after they finished this tour uh, about kind of packing it in I don't right. know what involvement Activision have no. uh, yeah. in, in gorillas and cars 2D platformer power right stuff. Like, it's, yeah. but, it's all very strange yeah we'll kind of we'll see yeah. Um, but yeah the obvious one of course is Spyro um, yeah like but does Spyro have the same type of allure to mm. people who played Crash? No, I don't know that it does. Crash was more kind of considered a PlayStation mascot, wasn't he? Yeah. And I don't know that Spyro ever achieved that kind of status. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't want any more of this You don't? Now. You're sick of the Even remaster. Like, of this. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now, lads. Like, I, I think that we should be making new stuff and not just remaking old stuff and remaking versions of old stuff because I like there are loads of games I'd love to see remastered but people but, are buying them Alice well stop it <laughs> they're buying them <laughs> I mean you know I just let's move forward and not keep looking behind they've happened they were good they were good of their time mm. and that's enough is that not enough yeah you yeah, know? I agree. You Let's know? be more like sharks and keep swimming forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe you should say that to Sega then, because uh, they're sort of half-ish, kind of looking backwards. Uh, that could also determine the future of mm. one of their um, one of their massive franchises, the massive franchise, I suppose, when it comes yeah. to Sega, and the Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, because in a recent interview with uh, the Metro, Sonic team head... Takashi Izuka, uh, he spoke about Sonic Future and Sonic Mania and said that Sonic, it, the the reception to Sonic Mania, whatever that is, yeah. will uh, have an effect on what the future of the Sonic series as a whole will be. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I can only hazard a guess that the reception will be good. Like ju just judging from like, yeah. like when I played it, yeah, I thought that it there's a big difference between Mania and Forces. Mania is the clear winner so far. Yeah, yeah I, that seems to be the, what everyone else is saying as well. I played some. For I haven't played Mania, but I played some Forces, and I was like, "Ee, it's <laughs> a bit like, oh, <laughs> come on, lads." Well, Mania is playing to Sonic's strengths, isn't, isn't it? I mean, the old classic 2D Sonic that everyone knows and loves. But yeah, um, yeah. I, Sonic should stop trying to be 3D. Yeah, I mean, mm. I expected completely new zones, though, for Sonic Mania. I mean, Green Hill and Chemical Plant are still in there, which is weird. Well, yeah, but they're kind of reworked, and they yeah. also do have new other new zones as well. Like, there's the Mirage Saloon, mm. uh, Studiopolis. They're the only two they've revealed, I think, okay. which I got to play. Yeah. So, I, I it, it's... Like, there are parts of it that will kind of pull in your heartstrings, I suppose, and uh, yeah, make yeah. people go, oh, yeah, fuck, I remember playing yeah. this like, back in the day, <laughs> but then 
they are remixed somewhat. Right, okay. Like I didn't get to play loads of Chemical Plant Zone. Mm. But what I did see, uh, I think there was a couple of new elements in there that could be quite interesting. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, like... Fair enough. Yeah, speaking to uh, Metro, Izuka said that... Mania, it's kind of like a new approach to target specifically 2D fans, so we don't know whether it'll be accepted positively in the market. We'll find out after the game's released and we can figure out the direction of future titles after seeing the reaction. But I, 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 is it a new approach? No, like it's, so it's, it's, <laughs> I suppose it's, it's an approach that hasn't been seen in like 20 years. Yes. Yeah, what, Sonic and Knuckles, I guess? I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, they tried with Sonic 4, didn't they? And it, it didn't go well. Sonic 4, Sonic 4 was was just mock. Right? Yeah. It really was. It's just the physics felt yeah. so different. It looked like it looked like one of those... Uh, it, lo- it looked like an old game trying its hardest yeah. to look new. True. And in the process, looking like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good all round then. By yeah. the way, can we just mention as well... My favorite email that I got last week mm-hmm. was just like like Sonic Forces uh, has a theme song by Doug Rob from Overstack. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, how did I forget? Yes, the theme song, <laughs> the theme tune for Sonic Forces is sung by the lead singer of Hoobastank. Yeah, yeah. Did that man, <laughs> when The Reason came out, probably 15 years ago now, which is scary enough, mm. <laughs> in and of itself when that came out and was riding high did he think yeah in, in just in a, about a decade in a, in a bit I'll be doing the Sonic theme tune for his upcoming game that's probably what he's going for I would have thought that's the ultimate goal isn't it for oh, yeah. any artist I was just I just got I was like excuse me what yeah. <laughs> what, is this, this, what is happening yeah because it's not a natural pairing no you don't think like you know Hoops Tank and Sonic no you don't no strawberries strawberries and cream you know, cheese and wine, mm. Sonic and Ubersack. Yeah. It's the perfect fish, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, look it up, because it's great. Yeah. Not, like, actually great, obviously, but, like, it's Doug Rock great, singing yeah. about Sonic. <laughs> great for uh, the wrong reasons, perhaps. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the wrong reasons... <laughs> I not at all to be honest. I was just I was just basically pick up on Rich's last couple of words. Um, a plague tale innocence. Well, I suppose the it was a plague tale innocence was in the news for the wrong reasons when it comes to Nintendo yeah. Switch players, uh, because Asobo Studios, the developer of a plague tale innocence, uh, were asked about uh, their game coming to the Nintendo Switch by Gaming Bolt, and their chief creative officer David Dedean. Uh, he said, quote, it's really the power of the device. Uh, well, he, I should say, he said that the game wouldn't be coming to the yeah. Nintendo Switch. He said, quote, it's really the power of the device. In this case, it was the amount of rats we needed to display. We already know that there's too many rats, too many animations, too many AIs, AI it's at the same time. Too many rats! <laughs> too many rats. That's no. a great headline, isn't it? Plague Tale Innocence won't be coming to the Nintendo Switch because it can't handle oh, the shit, rats. Shit, we should have done that. Can't handle that number <laughs> yeah. of rats. Plague Tale Innocence has too many rats yeah. for Nintendo for Switch. Nintendo yeah. Switch. Yeah. Fuck! And as you, you played it at E3. No, I didn't. You? I saw it. I, haven't, saw it. I didn't write about it in them because I only saw a, very, a small bit of it uh, in a presentation. Uh, but we did talk about it on the post E3 podcast. There were fucking loads of rats, mate. <laughs> Too many rats from the Switch. There were, I, genuinely, you can't like... I don't think... Like, when you read it straight up like that, it sounds mm. like he's having a proper go. But he's, honestly, I think he's just being honest because there are shitloads of rats. Mm. And, like, they've developed their own engine for it and stuff. 
Because I read, like, during the presentation, he was like, it's not in Unity, lol. <laughs> That's a hell of yeah. a boast for a game, isn't it? Like, we have the most rats. There are too many rats. Terrific rats. Yeah, the best. The best rats. <laughs> but it's kind of been a strange week for the N- Nintendo Switch in terms of, like, third-party games, as it were, because we got a question in, and I know this is kind of, this is unprecedented, so just calm down. We're okay, throwing right, a question right. into this part of the podcast, I know. <laughs> uh, but Jamie Witt asks, do you think a massive third-party game like WWE 2K18 coming to the Switch is promising? A game-changer, if you will. So, like, this shows, because this was also revealed during the Wii only, was it this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. When, like, Seth Rollins... Uh, WWE wrestler was shown there was no gameplay footage nothing it was him basically talking backstage while holding a switch and <laughs> saying this is the first WWE game on Nintendo hardware in like five or six years yeah oh, really? give or take yeah wow um, so that's obviously positive for the switch we don't know whether mm. that would be a dumbed down version uh, you could hazard a guess yeah yeah it's probably good yeah be. right um, yeah. but th- I suppose that is I don't know, is, is that good for the Switch? Have, having things like WWE, FIFA, these big massive third-party titles, but at the same time, we're coming across games now, like A Plague Tale Innocence, saying, fuck it, lads, I just yeah. can't handle the rats. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it can't be bad having more games on it, really, no? in general terms, right? Yeah. But like, I, I, I think it would be good if they got more third-party things made specifically for it, but then they have, like, a lot of their best stuff is coming up, so... Splatoon 2 is coming up pretty soon. Uh, they're doing the the test the the multiplayer like demo deal like thing at the, mm-hmm. at the moment. The what's it called? You won't know. I'm looking oh. at Rich. He's, he's, he's the Xbox PlayStation. Yeah, I don't deal right. with Nintendo um, stuff. Uh, that's going to annoy me. That's the one. So they're doing that in a minute. Um, and then Mario, the new Mario games coming up as well. So they've got some big stuff coming up in in their own right as well. And Nintendo have always been... Like, their consoles have always been sold on the strength of the first-party games. Yeah, right. But uh, I do think that, like, in this day and age, you do kind of need... You do need third-party as well. Yeah. Um, to really bolster your lineups, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, how many publishers do you think are going to follow suit, you know, those examples? If it's not lucrative enough for them? Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, if they, You know, if it doesn't sell... I mean, if WWE... 2K18 is massive on Switch. Maybe it could be a game changer. I don't mm. necessarily see but, WWE yeah. being massive well, on Switch it, personally. Right. Although Seth Rollins says he loves Nintendo, so he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they've got, you know, they've got like Fire Emblem Warriors and stuff coming up. They've got like good stuff. I, you know, yeah. I think this Switch is already done better than the Wii Wii U. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I was one of those people who started off and I was like, oh, it's fucking nothing on the Switch. No games coming up. But there's actually a decent amount you know mm-hmm. everyone's either like everyone's either like there are no games for the Switch what were you talking about there's loads of games Our for the loads. Switch yeah there's no happy yeah. medium is there <laughs> um, but I mean they're, they're all the games on the Switch fun for all the family you know brothers sisters yeah, yeah. daughters sons mothers because Rami Ishmael uh, one half of Vlam Beer who of course brought you Ridiculous Fishing Nuclear Throne Luft Rousers uh, he, over the past uh, couple of months, seven months, months, seven months uh, since January, he was documenting his mother uh, and her time playing Final Fantasy 15, basically. It's like the first game she's played. But see, this is, like, this is, this is the It's so thing. great. It's a really, a really, really nice story where um, on the 23rd of January, 
he tweeted, I bought my mom, who doesn't game at all, Final Fantasy 15. An hour in, she's halfway through chapter one and slowly starting to get dual stick controls, which is, f- is a fucking hard thing to do for people who don't play games. And I think we take for granted how it's kind of like second nature to us. Yeah, yeah. But as someone who doesn't play, it is kind of like, which one do you want me to fucking control? Yeah. And it's like they kind of, it's just kind of awkward, really. Um, but yeah, then there was a, a series of tweets talking about uh, her time with the game. Her oh, it was so good. I loved it. Like, she refused to do side quests because she felt it was below Prince Noctis' status as a prince. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was fully invested there. So, like, she wouldn't go hunting and stuff because she was like, wow. it's a prince who wouldn't go hunting. That's good. Yeah, 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 exactly. She's sticking to the lore. Um, she apparently plays inverted. Right. Terrible. Uh, that's, which, that's uh, not good. I mean, I'm not a fan of myself. Yeah, she told Rami, like, that the stick feels upside down and he had to, like, sit down and have... He said I had to have the talk with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other day, uh, Rami tweeted, quoting his mother, Oh, it's the sunrise. It's beautiful. Uh, 46 hours and 18 minutes uh, it took his mother to play Final Fantasy 15, which was her first ever Final Fantasy and her first ever, as you said, Alice, her first ever fucking game, mm. which is a big one to take on. Yeah, it really right? is. Yeah. <laughs> like for 46 hours, 18 minutes. It's not that's, a bad time. It's not bad. Yeah, is it? respectable. Sounds good to me. Well, I did it in about. 70 with doing that was doing side quests and hunting and shit you obviously didn't take the yeah, same tact I did, no, no. No, I, I love that it's like when I start playing a GTA game and I try and obey the traffic laws for as long as possible mm. like yeah. stopping at the traffic lights and stuff <laughs> it was great it's a really lovely story yeah it is it's and nice. uh, and the Final Fantasy official account said like tell your mum thanks for playing and stuff and oh really I missed like, that yeah maybe we can join you like get her the multiplayer update thing maybe we can join you and stuff which is really cool oh, that's quite nice yeah, oh, that's quite cool. It was really nice. I think it was lovely, and it does show like we do take stuff for granted about like the language of playing games, like dual stick controls, and like there's a lot of stuff that you mm. just you just know. Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of games, if you walk into the water or you fall in the water, then you'll that you'll respawn, you'll die, or mm-hmm. like reload again. But like uh, if you've never played a game before, you wouldn't assume that. No, absolutely. You know, there's loads of stuff like that. Yeah, I think who's it? Zoe Quinn was um. Did a tweet storm about it a while ago, a few months ago. It's just something you never think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it it she it, she said like she really liked it, which was nice. I was like, yeah. On to what we have been playing this week, and Alice Bell, you mentioned only a couple of minutes ago about Splatoon Two, mm. and now. You, I'll say very little because I don't want to say anything that I'm not supposed to say. But you have played a bit of the single player. Yeah, I played more since I spoke to you. I played more of it. And you're allowed um, to talk about a bit of it. I'm allowed to give hands-on impressions of the single player. Uh, I am not allowed to review it or talk about anything else thereof. Uh, so in a preview sense, what number would you give it? I'm not doing that. Nearly got her. Um, it... It's in, like it's interesting what they're doing with the single player. It's you have to collect um, zapfish, which have been stolen by the octa. Oh, so you're squidlings, and I think they're the octopoids or octopids, which are big octopusy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, have stolen the zapfish, and you have to go. It's sort of platforming ish, so you have to go around levels, uh, killing the your enemies and or splashing your enemies, and getting back the zapfish. Um, 
and it's quite fun. It's it looks very nice. Um, some of the new stuff they've added with the weapons, like dodge rolling and stuff, is very cool. Um, I haven't done loads of it yet, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. how they're going to keep changing it up without it getting too repetitive. But it has been getting harder as well, um, and it also serves as sort of training on how to use some of the different weapons. Uh, and the new stuff that you can do with the weapons, so it's a good thing to sort of start having to play around with if you haven't played Splatoon before. Does does it ease the player in? Yeah, so you do the the first few missions are are kind of a bit easier, and then you start they start building in um, teaching you to to do jumps while well, from swimming in the ink and then jumping and uh, okay, teaching yeah. you to dodge roll uh, and it, it, you basically you have to use the new skills to progress through the levels kind of thing so it's teaching you how to use them effectively mm-hmm. um, it's not like you know a really involving story necessarily but it gets the job done I guess it's, as far as it, I'm trying to remember from I don't think it was the most recent Splatoon Nintendo Direct I think it was the one before it, or was that E3? So, I don't know, over the past couple of weeks anyway, they kind of went into the story a little bit more. And it, uh, now my knowledge of the Splatoon lore isn't fantastic, but is it something to do with a singer? and Or is it two sisters or something yeah, like so that? Yeah, so in the first one there were the two sisters who would give you the, the they were in the game sort of like... Um, I guess sort of MCs, but kind of not. But um, so it turns out that well, I don't want to give any spoilers away. <laughs> but you're sent on missions by one of them mm. um, to get back the zapfish to power the city and stuff. Um, and it's like it looks like there there's some nice platforming stuff. You're zooming around and like jumping and shooting and sliding and all at the same time and stuff. Um, uh, and there's some sort of sort of rudimentary puzzly stuff. Um, so it's so far it's like it's it's well made. It's a Nintendo game. It's well made. You know? mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I can't review it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can only give some initial impressions. You can give of yeah. the single player. You can give more meatier impressions mm. uh, later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at a later date, I can give my opening impressions of Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. You I can mm. give all your impressions, you say whatever the fuck yeah. you want I can, about I it. I can review the fucking thing if I played more of it, but I've, I've, I basically, over the weekend, I tried to play a bit of each Crash game, so I played the first five levels of one, two, and three. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, first off, it's lovely. Yeah. It's very nice to jump back into this world that kind of, do you know, I, I held very near and dear many moons ago, fucking mm. almost 20 years ago. Did you play them all then? Uh, back in the day, yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. uh, I, when I first got my PlayStation, yeah. I uh, sent the, that year, because I got it like in October time, I sold my Mega Drive for it, mm-hmm. which was I sti- a, a decision I fucking, to this day, yeah. I regret. Yeah. Sold my Mega Drive and about... I think I'd accrued like twenty plus games. Oh really? Fucking loads of it. I even had a Marsu uh, Marsupilami game. Do you remember the cartoon Marsupilami? No. uh, Well, they made they made a game of it that was balls hard. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I had loads of games and sold it off anyway to buy a PlayStation. I bet you got bugger all for it, right? uh, Oh yeah, fuck all, like one hundred and twenty or something like that. It was nothing back in the day. 
But yeah, so the, I got the initial or the original Crash Bandicoot uh, soon after getting my first PlayStation, mm-hmm. and like from from that point, it was just like this is this is the boy, like this is this is the new cartoon cutesy platformer in my life because it felt like an upgrade from what I had before, which is the two D platformer, mm-hmm. obviously. But yeah, looks lovely, looks great. Uh, but I wonder. If that game, and not necessarily the entirety of the Insane Trilogy, because if Crash Bandicoot was new, you're not going to release that amount yeah. of content. But if some amalgamation of those three games came out as a new title, uh, I, I don't think it holds up in 2017. Yeah. Because there's just little things like this, uh, the stationary camera behind you, um, the... I mentioned this back when I previewed the game as well. Just the depth perception issue mm. is is an issue when you don't have control of the camera. True. Uh, and it's just kind of awkward kind of little things like that. Like not even getting into the minutia of the yeah. speedrunners, which is the whole like crashes, jump is... Uh, it's heavier now apparently, yeah, isn't it? Which yeah. kind of brings them... Gravity has more of an effect yeah. on Crash Bandicoot. And apparently nowadays. has sort of a pill-shaped uh, kind of hit detection yes. thing around him which means he's more prone to slipping off edges yeah and stuff um but yeah i i actually found myself kind of nudging the right stick expecting the camera to move <laughs> which is stupid because i know full well that it doesn't move the camera mm-hmm. um so i sort of know what you mean i know what you're saying but you still enjoyed them i guess right yeah yeah like again it's it's, it's a trip down memory lane yeah kind of thing you well, just you just don't think if the nostalgia factor was that wasn't there it would be as good. No, no, yeah. I, I, I don't. Like, right. yeah, it looks like it looks terrific. All mm. of them look fucking excellent. Yeah, because they obviously we've said this numerous times in talking about the game, like they remade everything from scratch. Yeah, uh, did they remake or did they redo the uh, voiceover, the acting, the lines? I don't know if they redid the voice acting, but I know they must have remastered the audio. Because it yeah. sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's It might be me remembering it as it is, because it seems to be it unchanged. Sound, it sounds the exact same. Yeah. Like, you know, like, crash, crash, crash. Like, exactly. all, all those kind of little lines that are just brained into you from yeah, the, yeah. as a child, because you only have a select number of games to play. So you <laughs> exactly. just absolutely destroy Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I'm probably going to play a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. Um even just for the nostalgia factor alone, you know, yeah, I do yeah. kind of want to see... Because uh, it's, it, it's nice. Mm. It is nice, but I am very much in agreement with Alice. Always have been. I just... I don't... Like, if if studios are ever... Um, if their time is ever taken up by doing remasters or, or remakes, instead of doing original games and original ideas... Fucking stop it. Yeah. Do new stuff. Now, if you have a staff of 400 people yeah. and you can you can sacrifice 100 of them for 18 months, two years, whatever, three years even, whatever the case may be, to remaster another game, yeah, I mean, so be yeah. it. But if time is being taken away from new projects, I, I, just, I don't see... Don't remaster at the expense of original shit. I I, I think That's so. That's the rule. But then look, yeah. I mean, fucking how many is it sold so far? Well, it's a lot of copies. That's why yeah. I'm worried. Well, it, with I, ukulele coming out as well. I don't want 
2018 to be the 90s again. <laughs> well, in Crash's case, there must be people buying it who didn't play it back in the 90s, right? Because it's done so well. Mm. I don't know, I, because, I assume, I, right? like, you know, if you're a kid then, you've grown up, you've got expendable income now. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Just buy, buy loads of it. Yeah, buy it times over, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I said, Crash was a, a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Was Castlevania a big part of your life, Alice? No. Right, okay, well this this makes it even more interesting then, because last Friday, was it? I believe so, the new Castlevania TV show premiered or debuted or whatever the terminology is on Netflix. Yeah. It's uh, very short, only four episodes of about like 25, 26 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I was expecting more. I didn't realize. I just put it on. I didn't realize there was only four. How come, like, if you have no attachment to Castlevania, what, what made you watch it? Well, because I, I saw it. it was, you know, Netflix push their own stuff Yeah. to a ludicrous degree, to, to, <laughs> to the point that it will be like, like handpicked for you, all Netflix's stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I saw Castlevania was on there and I thought, it's about games. Mm. I should probably watch it, I mm. guess. Um, and I really liked it. So it's based on, I think, Castlevania 3, I want to say. I'd be, I'd be um, talking to the wrong man, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, which was um, kind of a prequel. Because in the original one, it's Simon Belmont um, defeating Dracula in Dracula's Castle. And then this tells the story of why Dracula became bad and wanted to stro- destroy all of Wallachia. Um, and it features Simon Belmont's ancestor, whose name is... Oh, Trevor? Trevor Belmont. I, just, which, I, know, I know the names just yeah. through osmosis. Which I, I love, like, Trevor is such a good hero name. All <laughs> heroes should be called, like, yeah. Trevor or, yeah. or Colin or Simon. <laughs> yeah. Cole, Trev, Cy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Forget Captain America, Captain yeah. Trevor. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's, it sort of tells that whole story, does a whole set It's basically like Dracula's wife is killed for being a witch and then, he, and, then he's, and then he's like, well, that was the only thing holding me back from killing all of humanity. So, um, <laughs> so he gives them a year while he summons a demon army and then that's the start of the series, really. Um, so it features Simon Belmont kind of being like, I don't even care, um, <laughs> and just being world-weary and alcoholic, like, and then gradually deciding he does care and saving this city from the demons. Is it, is it a completely original story, so if it happens... You said it happens before... But it, but that's the plot of Castlevania Three. Oh, sorry, right. I okay. believe, if, if it's right. So, so it's based on yeah. that story. I've only played the new ones. I, I can't imagine it bears much relation to those, right? So Even though it's Lords still the, the Belmonts, isn't Lords it? Well, I mean, they're yeah. all sort of a bit linked or something. I, I mean, they're all, dra- it's all Dracula really yeah. rich, isn't it? True, true. Uh, you know, so yeah, it features yeah. <laughs> uh, Dracula and, yeah, Trevor Belmont. Is Alucard in there? Yes, yeah? he is. Oh, okay. Not very much. He is voiced by... Ooh. He's the... Uh, Posh guy, and he always plays. He's in uh, Battlestar Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know, I know. Um, the guy who plays Gaius. Yeah, Gaius Bolter in Battlestar oh, Galactica. Uh, uh, stop, Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> oh, yeah, this wrong part of the show. Uh, and then also, I want to say his name's Graham McTavish, plays Dracula, who is a Scottish guy, but always ends up playing British guys in a lot of voice acting. And he was mm. a hobbit in The Hobbit. 
films. Oh, okay. Not Hobbit. Uh, a dwarf in Hobbit films. I remember there being a, 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 yeah, a few half-known kind of names attached to it when yeah, it, the and cast then, was announced. Ooh, the guy that plays Trevor is that northern one who was also a dwarf in The Hobbit. Lead dwarf. Lead dwarf. Oh, um... God, his name is right there. Richard something. Uh, Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> Stop Hammond. Um, what a famous Richard. Jesus Tanner. Christ. Uh, oh, no. And it's very good. It's very violent. There's a lot of blood and things being stabbed through other things, and someone's finger gets whipped off and all this kind of mm. stuff. Sounds about right. So it's not. It's not for all the family. Do no. <laughs> Do you think? Like, does it lend itself to the? Because I don't know. Did we say like it's it's an anime? Yeah. Um, does it work in that avenue? Do you think it would work better as a live action thing? Or no, is it I kind think of it's really good. I th- I don't think either way. I can't imagine it being live action now, oh, having seen all the stuff they've done. Quite bad, wouldn't it? If they yeah. tried to make it live action. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Um, I, can't, I, I can't picture it. I think it works really well. The, the way they've done it. Um, I'm not really big into anime. I like Cowboy Bebop because everyone likes Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> but um, I really liked it and they've already commissioned it for a second oh, season. Yeah. Which will be because double it, the number of episodes. Yeah, because it, imagine, it yeah. doesn't actually go very far into the, like, it doesn't wrap up uh, really any of the story, this one. Do you think um, they weren't 100% confident in it? So just like, let's just make these four, see how it goes. Maybe then, then I don't know, more. but I, yeah. I thought it was really good. So, and I I'm not even it well into Castlevania. You know so they're making an Assassin's Creed one, don't you? Yes, the I same do. people. I am mm. aware. It's yeah. exciting, isn't is it? Is it an Assassin's Creed anime? Like yeah. it's the same same from thing. the same folks. Yeah. Hmm. So that, that I'm could well be cool. up for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, 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 like the Assassin's Creed and anime. It's a puzzle that they'll have to crack somehow. Uh, I mean, there will yeah, be yeah. there there is yeah. probably yeah. there is probably a through line. Between sure. Assassin's Creed and anime, somewhere Jesus there. Christ. See, I fucking picked that out of we'll, nowhere. We'll witness you... it one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You, you sprung it on me, Rich Walker, and I was like, "Oh, what am I? What am I going to do here? What am I going to pull from?" It's a thing now, isn't it? Now uh, the segways. Rich, Rich uh, you played the witness yeah. at the weekend because you saw. I'm it was on the on cutting offer. edge. You I'm are, on the cutting edge of uh, these new games. Uh, yeah, no, the witness was on sale uh, in the big ultimate game sale, so I snapped it up on Xbox One. And it's great. It's really good. I've not got very far because it's very complicated. It starts off super easy. Yeah. Fucking hell, it gets tough. Like, mm-hmm. all it is is drawing a line from one point to another, for the most part, the puzzles. Mm-hmm. But it ramps up pretty quick. Ha- and, have, uh, have you gotten into the the headspace of, like, loads of different fucking sheets of paper around you with all diagrams? Not yet. And not yet right. But I'm getting there, I think. Because, uh, yeah, I'm stuck in a puzzle where there's... One thing on one side, one thing on another, and then there's two panels, two puzzles to complete, and one's made up of loads of different parts, right. and the other one's the same, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to need a pen and paper to figure this thing out, because well, I, like, I, On this podcast, anyway, I think Alice is the authority on it, because you, you, yeah. you put a decent amount of time into I it. I did. I found that there are some, some of the puzzles I could really... Mm. figure out like I would just look at it and I'd get it like yeah. it would work for my head it makes you feel really clever when you get it as well doesn't it like, like all um, the shadow ones I was like yes I haven't got that really far yet. Like, the, um, the one that made me feel really clever was in the orchard there's the trees with the apples on the yeah. branches I was like oh yeah oh god yeah I see what they're doing there <laughs> Yeah, work that out 
Uh, and then some of them, I just, I just look at them and go, like, I have no fucking like. Well, that's the point I'm at. Yeah. The Tetrisy ones, I just cannot get my oh, head around them got at to all. Those. Just oh, got God. the wrong kind of head for it, which I thought was really interesting. The fact that some will work really well with because yeah. some people found those really easy. Mm-hmm. So I find it interesting that there are like people's brains work mm. differently and will work better on different things. Yeah, aren't humans amazing? They yeah, are. right. Sometimes they're a dream and sometimes they're a nightmare. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> a little nightmare, in fact. Uh, because, Alice, you played... You're really plumbing the depths with these uh, <laughs> oh, puns. Excellent, Rich Walker. Uh, Alice, you played... I'm the, leaving. You played the depths, uh, which is chapter one of Little Nightmares You were DLC. sat right next to me as well. I what was did... indeed, yes. Yeah. Secrets of the Maw. What did you think of it? Uh, well, yeah, so you played it. I watched it. Um, it took an embarrassingly long time to get the last puzzle. Oh, really? Really, yeah. You can oh, go one, to yeah. youtube.com forward slash video gamer TV <laughs> and look at the live stream that we did and uh, just struggled for just way too long on the last one. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I uh, mean, we'd had a can, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a point you made in your review. Uh, and one that yeah, I completely agree with the the creepiest thing about Little Nightmares is how it morphs these quite ordinary uh, environments like a kitchen, like a bedroom, and mm, I suppose even the adults as well just morphs them into really grotesque, horrible, creepy environments or people. Mm, because the scariest things are things that you're familiar with, but a bit wrong. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And in the depths, it just I don't know. It felt like you were going around a sewer. It felt less special to me. It's still very well designed in in the terms like the the style of it, the the look of it, the uh, the puzzles and stuff. Mm. Uh, but it's just not as special. It's not as yeah. creepy. At least the first episode, because it was just a flooded, standard flooded kind of sewery right. thing, um, and it just wasn't as horribly kind of creepy and it didn't really stay with me in the same way that the main game did well when i read it was water puzzles as well i was like uh water puzzles are they as bad as they sound i think they're all right yeah it's it's the same same sort of thing as in the main game some platforming and pushing stuff around and figuring stuff out but Mm -hmm. just wasn't as i mean i did like that it does in some ways it links up to six okay and her story and you can sort of see you recognize bits and go like oh that's cool but not loads, and it. Right. I just, I if they if it had been like a bathroom, mm. <laughs> or like some sort of like a shower system or right. something like that, that they that was all flooded. Just something to link it to. Yeah, to real life. To real life of being yeah. a child and stuff you remember when you were a kid. Because when you were a kid, the bath seemed massive. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, just something like that. I think it would have stuck with me a bit more. But still, two more to go. Well, like yep. spiders and plug holes and things. Yeah, well, that I mean, kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like a filthy, dirty bathroom. Yeah, yeah. That, like maybe the object of the game is that you have to clean it up. Yeah, or yeah. something like with that. A, with work. a big bottle Jesus of flash. Christ. Exactly. Because Alice, oh no, I see. Where you you're going. also <laughs> you also played a game called Serial Cleaner. You're fired. This is one. <laughs> this is one that really interests me because I remember. Um, it was about twelve months ago when uh, this was a Viscera cleanup detail mm. or something like that which um oh jesus wasn't it like uh, wasn't it dlc to another game i can't remember exactly something like that but it was basically where you would go in and clean up all the mess and the blood and the gore from 
the kind of the action parts of of a game effectively. <laughs> is that what serial cl- cleaner is? Cleaner, it, yeah. <laughs> so, like, what? So, yeah. What, what is it? So it's um, it's. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's seven. It's set in the seventies, kind of. Uh, so it's got quite a cool, funky baseline and stuff, and the <laughs> colours are, are all sort of orange and brown, right? Right. Um, and it's it like you clean up after a, a, a serial killer. Um, so you hide the bodies. You have to get rid of some of the blood, and you have to remove evidence as well while the police are trying to stop you. So who? So, so who are? Because I was going to say, are you with the police? So who? You're are just you? a cleaner. Why so you, you are you, you are like series, you know yeah. you know Mr. Wolf in uh, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, and those great direct line adverts. Yes, <laughs> Winston Wolf <laughs> from yeah. the direct line yeah. adverts. That's what he's famous for. <laughs> uh, you're you're sort of him, so you get, you vacuum up the blood and you take away the bodies and the evidence while the police aren't looking. Hmm. Like you're paid to by the mob and by uh, uh-huh. a mysterious serial killer. Interesting. And it happens at different locations. So sometimes it'll be like a, a cabin retreat in the woods, or like in um, uh, an office or restaurant. And it gets really hard, <laughs> just really hard. So is it just timed? Like you're given five minutes or whatever to? No, no. You have as long as you want. You have to get rid of all the bodies and a certain percentage of the blood, which ramps up. So it starts off at forty percent. Then you have to get rid of ninety percent of the blood. Right. Um, <laughs> and however many pieces of evidence. And once you've done that, you have to get away. And you have to not get caught by the police. You can be seen, but then you then have to hide. Because if they grab, if they get you, then you have to start again. It's sort of, it's not procedure generated, but it, it will be like each time you restart, some of the bodies and the evidence will be in a different place. Or, okay. uh, so the, the police will always be in the same place. And they'll have the same patrol patterns-ish. And there are different units of police. Some are just regular guys. Some have a whistle that will alert other policemen. Some have tasers. So the minute they spot you, that's it. Um, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, it, yeah. There's a, it's it's kind of inspired by movies as well. So there's this, the main story. And then there are some extra modes, like um, playing it as if he's like drunk. Uh, <laughs> or uh, you can collect... Um, different outfits from different films so there's kind of a um there's one that's like uh from clockwork orange okay. that he'll wear yeah, there's like 10 bonus levels right there's an alien one yeah so then as well the, you can driver. you can find little um uh film reels mm. in the main story which then unlock bonus levels which are inspired by films so there's like a star wars one in a cantina oh, nice. and there's like uh, yeah taxi rock tracks are one so it's yeah. in a, a cinema like is the star um, wars one just called Space, like <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing they're not like space battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah legally distinct yeah, yeah. space <laughs> ga- thing. Um, so, it, like, it's it's fun. Then there's other stuff that layers in. Like, you can like distract people with um, by turning on like a stereo and stuff. It's a bit. There is. It can be a very kind of finicky. With like, you'll be stood behind something, but like one ray of like the officer's line of vision that you can't quite see because it's just sliced by a chair or whatever mm. will will get you. Um, and there is, there's a, I don't know if it's in everything, but there's a really bad bug that I encountered, which um, made it really difficult to <laughs> finish because every so often on some levels, just everything would go quite dark. And then the, I, I guess it's the area of um, 
I guess like for one of a better term, the hitbox for like items would be lit up, but mm. everything else would be really dark, and it wouldn't work. Uh, like turning it off and restarting it didn't work. Restarting oh, the PS4 didn't work. So it would just the only thing that would clear it would be advancing to the next level. It made it really difficult. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't sound good. No. So uh, that wasn't great, but it's fun. There's you know some replayability. It gets very frustrating, but was a bit broken for me, unfortunately. That's, that's a bit of a shame, but you, you did enjoy uh, your time cleaning... <laughs> I enjoyed it when it was working. <laughs> yeah, cleaning up the dead bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. And just kind of... Mm, let me see here. <laughs> and uh, their cells. Dead, and their cells, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. So Dead Cells, right, is a game that is on Steam Early Access currently, and I'm kind of... At a loss as to why, because it seems pretty feature complete to me. Uh, I believe they're putting in a story, all right, that um, is kind of it's kind of non-existent at the minute. But I don't know. I don't know if a story is really needed as such. So I played. I only played a small bit of Dead Cells at the weekend, and it is a Metroidvania-like kind of roguelike, effectively, where the only story you have currently in the game is you are this, uh, you have no head and you must <laughs> go around right. these, you must go around these, uh, well, the first level is kind of dungeon like the other, the next one is kind of a bit more kind of outside. Uh, as I say, yeah, Metroidvania. So you have kind of various kind of branching paths and uh, you must uh, kill the baddies, guess you collect these kind of glowing orb things that are called dead cells and at the end of each level, you then get to use these dead cells to upgrade weapons or uh, specific abilities, things like that. But because it's a roguelike, if you die with these dead cells on you, mm. they're gone. You need to kind of... Oh, shit. Weakest link rules. You have you to bank it, like. Do you know All oh, right, <laughs> so you can't go back and pick them up off your dead body, then? Um, no, 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 you can't. No, boo. Uh, the levels also change... Uh, each time so right. they kind of they they have the same basic uh, environments and whatnot but the layouts will change enemy placement will change um, uh, but the one thing that kind of stayed the same from what I could see uh, was that like before you begin your run you have uh, you start with your main kind of sword and then you can pick up another secondary weapon which is either a shield or a crossbow yeah. Um, now, as you progress through the game, you get other kind of more powerful weapons, like say some swords that, uh, when you swipe them, they kind of the, a projectile comes off them as well. Or uh, what else was there? There was like I think I got ice grenades that, uh, yeah, they kind of froze the enemies. Or there was another kind of a bear trap thing mm. which would um, catch an enemy, and also they'd lose blood as time would go on. Uh, but that shield and the crossbow kind of choice does actually change the way you play the game effectively like I, you know the shield like I picked up the crossbow first day because it was going fucking shields are boring who wants a shield you know who wants to protect themselves you want to go in gung ho <laughs> right yeah. uh, but I actually had more success with the shield kind of mm. absorbing damage or absorbing the attack I should say not damage uh, and then kind of taking on an enemy soon yeah. after really cool game it really, sounds cool. Like I, I'm, I, I don't know. I can take or leave roguelikes a lot say, of the time. I, I have no patience for those games. 
I'm kind of similar, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of it, the whole like all my progress is gone. Exactly. <laughs> kind of thing bugs yeah. me. But uh, in this, I, I like the idea that uh, like, because even early on, I think in my second or third playthrough, I was able to upgrade. Uh, I think it was a specific ability that allowed me to keep a third of my gold, I think it was. Because that's the, the currency you get that you can then buy weapons and stuff in shops. Right. But I got, yeah, I got this ability that would allow me to keep a third of my gold any time I died. Which, you know, I, I, I'm like, there are other things in the game similar to that. Mm-hmm. Which I like then. that they, Then you do kind of feel a sense of progression rather than just rinsing and repeating the same process yeah. over and over do you know yeah um but uh i have what's nothing. he gonna do for this come uh, on hang on let me <laughs> think here because i was too busy talking about dead cells i wasn't focused did, on what um, did parts of dead cells drag on a bit <laughs> for an age <laughs> yes i, yes, I will did. actually leave uh rich <laughs> walker again ever current uh you played a bit of dragon age inquisition yeah was this yeah. on sale in the no uh actually it was i this is stupid i already uh, i already owned a disc copy of the game but the game with all the dlc the game of the year edition was on sale for eight quid so i was like fuck it i just bought a digital copy with all the dlcs yep. and i decided i'm gonna get back into it because i didn't really give it a fair shake uh, when it initially came out, yeah, you say that, Although, but when you like, yeah, I played fifty hours. I did actually, yeah. I say I didn't give it a, a fair, fair shake. shake. Well, I didn't finish it. I, I, yeah, I put in forty-eight hours. I got distracted by a lot of side shit and stuff, and um, yeah, I didn't really properly get into the story. When I loaded up my game, I was like, I remember why I abandoned it. I was trying to get the full approval of the Orlesian court. In oh that yeah, fuck those guys. Bit. And I was like, I, I loaded. Up, I was like, fuck it. I'm just getting out of this quest. So I just did it and then I started one of the DLCs that's pretty early on as well what the Elysian Court thing yeah is it really oh fucking in terms of the main story I mean it's not like massively Christ early on but like so I've got nowhere then well not nowhere but you've definitely got a few of the okay the story chunks to go yeah so I mean I I looked at the sort of world map and thought what shall I do and I thought oh this sounds interesting so I went into the Descent which is the Deep Roads DLC with yeah. the, the Dwarven ruins and stuff underground and it's kind of cool so far so far so good struggling a bit I think I'm under leveled maybe I think you're a bit yeah so I'm just kind of trying to muddle my way through it but do you know what still a really good game uh, you know what is it three yeah. years on now yeah three years on and it still really holds up I think it's genuinely good I think it got a bit of a uh, bit of a kicking didn't it when it originally came out a little bit as far as memory serves yeah yeah I think that's kind of unfair I think it's a decent I like it RPG yeah it's my favourite of the three in terms of both the story and it like I I think probably I prefer the quote unquote gameplay mechanics in the first yeah. one but I think taken all together with the look of it and mm. the story and everything I, I think 3 is my favourite yeah um, and yeah I mean they're working on a new Dragon Age game but it could be DLC you so. can't say that Alice you're not allowed to say that because they haven't <laughs> confirmed it yet even though they have in no, interviews and I mean, things like that they've said they're working on a Dragon Age game well, they've got to be right but they've hired for the Dragon Age team. Mm, yeah. And like people that are working on it are saying they're working on a Dragon Age game. But it could be DLC. But then they keep the going like you game. don't know what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> where they finish the DLC and said Just no more announce DLC. it. Just yeah. announce it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, fun. Good to revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> you were almost a Jill sandwich.
It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Rich Walker, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. Don't fucking peeking, all right? Did you <laughs> see not, something? No, I didn't see a thing. I better promise. not. You're, you'll be I don't fucking want to cheat. Right? I don't want to. I don't like. Well, give cheat. the points to Alice now, all right? Are you? Because <laughs> I got a clean. Six win streak on the go here, right? Oh, fucking hell. Have so, you counted? Have you... I think it's six. It might be seven. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, uh, very, I'm very proud of myself. Okay, clue You're number pretending one. he doesn't know and hasn't been checking. Come on, I'm rooting for you, Alice. Come on. I'm not, I'm not meant to show favours, but I'm rooting for you. <laughs> clue number one. My first and only appearance in a video game came in 2009. Okay. Clue number two. I have appeared in three games in my main series and an iOS wait, spin-off. Wait, 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 wait. You said first Hold and on. only appearance. Did I say only? Sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, we'll just cross off only. Sorry about so, that. So, first a ho- appearance. That's a holdover from a different week. <laughs> so, clue number one. Sorry, all above board. We'll start again. <laughs> right, okay. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2009. Not my only one, though. As clue number two will attest. Uh, clue number two. I've appeared in three games in my main series and an iOS spin-off. Clue number three, I suppose it's worth noting, I also popped up in a multi-format spin-off that was handled by a different developer in 2014. Okay, do you understand the clue? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Clue number four, the dictionary definition of my name is, quote, absurd or nonsensical talk or ideas, end quote, which seems quite fair to be honest. Okay, okay, <laughs> fingers on the fucking buzzers now here. Clue number five. While you don't play as me in my series, I think most think of me as the star. The little robot star that tries his oh, best at least. stop. Rich Walker. Ratchet and Clank, or, or Clank. <laughs> Incorrect. Ratchet. Ah! Incorrect. But neither of those are... Yeah, no, it's completely wrong. Yeah, two thousand nine as well. Dictionary definition. No, no, <laughs> I just ignored all the other clues. Okay, and just went we'll on go that through. The, we'll go through the, through the clues one Shit. more time. Clue number one: My first appearance in a video game came in two thousand nine. Clue number two: I have appeared in three games in my main series and an iOS spin-off. Clue number three: This is the fucking. This is the one. Clue number three: I suppose it's worth noting. I also popped up in a multi-format spin-off that was handled by a different developer in 2014. Clue number four, the dictionary definition of my name is absurd or nonsensical talk or ideas. And clue number five, while you don't play as me in my series, I think most will think of me as the star, the little robot star that tries his best at least. And I will add one little bonus clue there that... Clue number three, which is I also popped up in a multi-format spin-off that was handled by a different developer in 2014. That different developer is known for adventure games. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm stumped. All right. Oh, oh, fuck. That different... De- <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to... Fingers on the fucking buzzers. That different developer is Telltale Games. Oh, fucking stop. shit. Rich Walker. Uh... Is it Borderlands? I'm, I'm going to have to push it. I'm going to have to push um, it. Five, uh, four, 
three, uh, two. Give me no. a name. One. Give me a name. Um. Um. Gone. You're um, gone. You're gone. Uh, Claptrap. <laughs> I mean, it's right. <laughs> I mean, you are right. So Rich Walker is the winger winner. <laughs> but I was like, I could, oh, this, I, this I, week. This week is oh, I couldn't remember his name. I could remember his name. So were you? I, I was. I was trying to. I was doing my best. He was when I when I I know <laughs> when I first did work experience at Xbox Magazine. It was when two came out. Right, and there was a special golden claptrap cover on some oh, of the mags yeah. that if you found it, you got like a prize. Wow! And people, the problem was that there was a yellow cover that had the assassin <laughs> robot on it, and people get ringed up for that one. Oh right, <laughs> well, there, so that's a controversial there, one. There was it? a controversial one. Yeah, I that, feel uh, bad. There, there was the Montreal screw job of yeah. who am I? They'll I'm be talking. Sorry. I understand about, that reference. They'll be talking about this for years. <laughs> the Saipan incident. <laughs> Every Tuesday, we send the call out on Twitter for questions at videogamer.com, and you thankfully answer. Uh, Rowan sent in a question saying, I need a complex, in-depth discussion about whether brown sauce deserves deserves a seat at the table. Yes, it does. Okay. (laughs) Alice Bell. Uh, I would say yes. I'm not a massive fan myself, but it does go well with meats, and other people like it, so... Bacon and sausage sandwiches require it. Uh, I would point blank say no. Why? No, it what? It's vinegary. I don't yeah. like. Yeah, and vinegar is, as we all know, shit. So no, salt vinegar great. and shit. This is lovely. Vinegar is muck. Vinegar is like <laughs> suckling from the teeth of a fucking devil cow. It's rotten. That really sounds. Is. There's no part the of that sentence of I don't like. It really is vile. Um, Ian, who is uh, on the pulse of pop culture, asks, Daddy or chips? Chips, chips with salt and vinegar. Great. Loads of vinegar. <laughs> right. Um, Do the best thing salt and vinegar or chips when you open it and then you just oh, get vinegar fumes the and vinegar then hits. you feel like you've been gassed. Shh, stop yeah. talking about <laughs> vinegar. Uh, Michael Current asks, favourite in-game minigame ever? Oh, shit. I okay. think Gwent, actually. Which Do I you know, know what? I, I saw it written there. Well, and there I was like, that, yeah, that. We, yeah, we did get a question about uh, if anyone has tried the standalone Gwent game yet from Ryan Gibson. I don't think anyone I has. I tried it at no. E3 2016. I did, I played it, and I kicked the person's ass who I was playing against. Well, well, well done. done. I enjoyed well done, it, thanks. But you know what? As, go- it was good. As um, an in-game minigame, that's not a bad show at mm. all, actually. I really got into it. I did too? Yeah, and I yeah. Because I don't normally get into no, that I kind don't of stuff. No, I don't No, I didn't. I'm not good at card games. Well, I read all the rules like in the game, and I was like, fuck this, initially. And then I, I, I was like, I'll give it another go, and... I gradually got into it, understood the rules, and I was like, this is actually really good. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. just can't go. I used to play Magic the Gathering and I couldn't get on with really? it. Really? All right. It's uh, fairly straightforward once you understand what's going on. Th- thanks. I'll, I'll, give you, <laughs> thanks. I'll give you a rundown later. <laughs> Cheers, Rich. That's all right. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find out. It's actually very simple. <laughs> I'll tell uh, you about it later. Um, <laughs> No, uh, at Steve Cavill asks any recommendations for PS4 games I can play with my four year old we've rinsed the Lego games and finished Knack no well, there are no more games Knack. there's no more games uh, no. Skylanders I mean, this, this, I'm I mean, just saying what I see at the moment I mean Skylanders is a good show I suppose mm-hmm. um, wasn't did was Little Big Planet 3 no that was that was the PS3 wasn't it uh I What's think it was both. I think it was four and three. PS4 and PS3. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, standard. That's your kind of yeah. a good 
family friendly kind of co-op experience yeah yeah really I think that's a good shout um, no nothing else really springs to mind do you joke from earlier Rich I forgot what it was <laughs> <laughs> what was my joke from earlier you went Mortal Kombat Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat, yeah. Yep. Mortal Kombat, it's excellent, great, it's excellent. fun for all the family. It's funny because it's not suitable for you. <laughs> yeah, see what I did there? It had, it had just the same amount of impact it did upstairs. Uh, some it? of the, like, you've got Minecraft story modes on That's true. PlayStation, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. It's two that seasons of that now. Mm-hmm. Kids or, like Minecraft. Yeah. They do, mm. they're fans of Minecraft, yeah. Uh, Becca Hamill asks, uh, 140 hours into Breath of the Wild, do I use a map to find the last few bits before going to Ganon or stick it out and power through alone? Listen, that's personal preference, right? I don't think there's any shame in using the stuff like the map in it. But if you want to feel like, you know, that you did it without it, mm-hmm. then go for it. But I, I don't think there's any shame in, in using the map. I'd do it. I did do it. There we go. That's your answer. Yeah. No, no I haven't shame. played it, no so I have no opinion. Uh, and our final question uh, is, was sent in by Stampy Cat. Of all people, and Stampy Cat asks us, if you could direct a game, what type of game would it be? A dystopian, post-apocalyptic, third-person shooter starring a man with a shaved head. Original, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the famous Stampy? That is that is the famous Stampy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crikey. Um, mm. I, if, if I could direct a game, I won't lie to you, it's probably going to be Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Like, it just... And they're doing. They're not doing much with it at the Again, minute. So been... I will just set up an independent studio, mm. get, make Metal Gear Solid. Right. For why would this be six? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd probably make it a bit more cutscene heavy. Sure. Yeah. Not to the level of four, but maybe kind of Snake Eater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would just, I would use the same characters. Yeah. Use everything. I get. I get. It'd be hater. Snake Eater basically. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be Snake Eater. Yeah. I get Hater back on board. Yeah. Um, we, I might, I might put Troy Baker in as a revolver astronaut. I might swap really? him. Yeah, uh, I kind of liked the old uh, revolver. Well, but if, they, if it's Snake Eater, it's young astronaut. True. So yeah. you know. All right. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. We could use the grizzled guy as well. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's probably just going to be something very similar to Metal Gear Solid. Do you know? What? I've actually come up with a real answer. Okay. The scrolling beat 'em up to end all scrolling beat 'em ups. The Streets of Rage Four. That everyone would ah. want. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Okay. Yeah, on Alice a serious Bell. note. I don't know. I'd really like to do like an RPG because I'm an RPG type. I'd like to do a cool one where like it's underwater and you make a horrible mermaid that's like a monster. <laughs> That'd be cool. Nice. And eat pirates. Is there anything to do with Ariel? I mean, it could be. Excellent. Good. We'll get them on board. Get on the phone to Walt. What are we yeah. going to do now if these games Goth come out? Goth Ariel. They've stolen our ideas. Like, Cullum's Snake Eater idea has never been done. <laughs> and my, my scrolling beat him up thing. Yeah, that. I mean, Alice's is, I mean, Dragon Age, but underwater at least. Yeah. So they yeah, haven't done basically. that yet. How many games are there in which you play as a mermaid, apart from the Little Mermaid video game? I don't know. Very yeah, right. few, I'd imagine. So, yeah. so if it's anyone, an untapped market. So we are... Any indie devs? Yeah. HMU. Get, yeah. Yeah, get in touch. Uh, so that just about does it for this edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. And of course, we do thank our VGBGs, our beautiful Video Gamer boys and girls. 
you, of course, will get this podcast early and with the extended bit at the end, where I'm sure the three of us will be talking about something terribly exciting, mm. which we will discuss very shortly. Uh, you'll also be getting an extra podcast this week with myself and Alice discussing some of the video games the video gamer has reviewed this year. And we. We ask all of you as well to please rate us on iTunes. We only accept five stars because just, just fucking, just please be nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, you can follow Video Gamer on all of your social networks, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. We are at VideoGamer.com, uh, and you can also follow us personally on Twitter. I am at Colum underscore O'Hearn. Alice is at Baby Got Bell. Rich is at Richie W H Two. Yeah. But for all of your Video Gamer needs, just head to VideoGamer and now it's time for my least favourite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Alice Bell. Goodbye, everyone. And say goodbye, Conor Mahern Sloan. Go fall. <laughs>